0: Hello money multipliers, welcome back to another episode of the money multiplier podcast where we ask ourselves do our dollars make sense? So in this episode today I'm gonna be diving into why you shouldn't practice the infinite banking concept. You know, because I do, I talk to a lot of you folks on the phone all day long, every single week. And the question I sometimes get is, well, what are the cons? What are the cons to this infinite banking concept? And why shouldn't somebody practice this? And so in this episode, I have some hot takes that we'll get into. um, But a little update in my personal journey. Um, As always, you can follow my vlog channel on YouTube if you just type in my name, Hannah Kessler. Hannah spelled the same ways forwards and backwards, Kessler with one S. But it was a very big day yesterday for myself and me being my own banker. I closed on my new condo and thus y'all will be seeing a new updated podcast studio. It's not going to just be my office and then also uh, my podcasting space. I'm going to have like a designated room for that and then my new bronco arrived as well so i did those two transactions yesterday and so it was a very very big uh banking day for me so i'll be doing some episodes of how i'm financing those transactions here in the probably starting next year I'll put some material together and explain to y'all what I'm doing and oh my gosh that's just what I love about what I do. I mean y'all I just talk to you every single day about what I'm personally doing in my life and what's working out for me. So I'm just here sharing to the community and uh, hopefully you're getting a lot of value out of this. So thanks for tuning in. Let's get into the episode. So my first one is is that you know why somebody shouldn't practice this or maybe what are the cons to this concept. Well, the first big con that I can really think of is the delayed gratification, right? I mean, when you put or you start your policy, year 1, you are not going to have access to dollar for dollar not yet. And so, just in today's day and age in our society, oh my gosh, it's just everybody wants everything right now, 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 right? I call it the drive-through mentality or the microwave mentality. So, there is a delayed gratification when we're talking about this concept because we just don't have access to dollar for dollar quite yet, But I ask y'all, are you in this for the short-term or the long-term? And you tend to tell me long-term, but y'all get hung up in short-term thinking. So with this concept, it's an ongoing evolution and process to what you're doing in your monetary, your financial life. And so some folks, they, they just can't see it. They say, well, hey, well, why would I put my money into this policy, only have access to so much of it right off the bat and why would I not just keep this money and go and do XYZ business ventures with it? Well, the reasons being is because you haven't been following me for very long, I can tell, because you still don't understand the opportunity cost of the dollar and the interest that you could be earning in the policy instead of just going out there paying cash for things, right? It's giving that dollar the extra duty to work even harder harder for us. Hey, I'm making money inside the policy, but I'm also making money over there in my investment or purchase that I'm doing with the policy money. It's the and asset, not the either or. I'm not just going to put my money into the policy or go buy my real estate investment. No, it's the and. I'm going to flow the money through the policy and then go make my investment, my purchase, etc. So we got to get our minds right, wrapped around that it's the and asset that it's not just the either or. And you know, if somebody's going to come to me and say, "Well, hey, I wanna start this process, but I'm only gonna be doing this for five years and then I'm gonna stop after that. I'm not gonna put any more money inside of my policy or I'm gonna cancel this thing after five years. Well, no, this stuff ain't for you because this is about implementing the one additional step into your financial life. This is going to be a lifelong change that you are making for yourself and for your family. Now here's a little side note too. You know, some people will call me up and they'll say, well, Hannah, you know, I want to do this. I understand why it's so powerful, but I just can't afford to take a 40% hit in my premium deposit year one. Well, here's a side note for y'all. There is so many different ways of how you can design a whole life policy over funding the paid up edition riders, AKA this infinite banking concept. And so that's why it's important Important that you just got to have that conversation with a money mentor who understands this stuff, is also practicing this in their own life, because there are, there's different ways of how you can design policies. You know, maybe in year one, instead of having only access to 60%, we need access to 80% of the cash. And so there's different ways that you can go in there and internally design the policy to have that higher liquidity in the early years, and there's even ways that you could do dump-ins inside of policies. You know, I know I don't talk about it a whole lot, but if somebody's got like a pot of cash, let's just make believe it's a 100,000, and they call me up and they say, Hannah, I wanna get this a 100 into the policy because I understand the importance of getting it through there first, but I know I'm not gonna be able to do a 100,000 each and every year. However, I do feel comfortable doing 10,000 a year. So you can, you can go inside of a policy, design it, year one, dump in, and then year two, drop down those premiums to a lower, ongoing, more comfortable deposit. So that's the cool thing about this stuff because everybody is in a different financial position. And your financial position will change as time goes on. We're gonna have windfalls and we're gonna have downfalls in life. And so these policies are very, very flexible in the designing of it and also when you even have that policy, hey, can I reduce my premiums? Maybe right now I'm in a tough financial bind and I can't make this 10,000 a year premium that I committed to on the forefront. That's fine. There's ways that you can lower premiums. There's even ways that you can use your cash value in the policy to pay for premium if need be. So there's a lot of customization that can happen when designing the whole life policy for this infinite banking concept. And that's why it's important just to hop on the phone and have that dialogue with somebody who understands, who's going to listen to your money problems, what's going on, your needs, your goals, and then designing something that's going to suffice what you're looking to do in your monetary life. But... If I know that, hey, when I start this concept and this policy, that each and every year is gonna be greater in growth than the year prior, I mean, honestly, y'all, what is the rate of return of that? Everyone wants to talk about rate, rate, rates and rates of return and, and things like that. But this concept is not about the rates of return. Yeah, you could look at the policy as an investment because it grows in value. But my definition of an investment is it can go up in value and it can also go down and lose value. So the policy it can never lose value. It is an appreciating asset. There is a contractual guaranteed interest that the company has to give us each and every year. So in these policies, no, it's not the investment. To take it back, it's the and asset. It's where I'm storing and leaving the capital to then go buy whatever it is that I'm buying in life at the time. So if you know that you're gonna get all the money back for all the products, goods, services that you're buying in life, I mean, what is that rate of return? Isn't it infinite? Do you think there's a reason that Nelson Nash calls this the infinite banking concept? And now the word infinite when it comes to this concept has other meanings as well, but that was one of my takeaways from learning about this, practicing it, going on now seven years, is is that there's that infinite return that we're gonna get inside of the policy because of the uninterrupted concept compounding interest that's happening. So delayed gratification, that's what's gonna happen when you first start the policy. But if you know by year four, year four in that policy, you're going to break even, meaning that when you put in a dollar as your premium deposit, at that time, that cash is now growing by that same one dollar. And then year five, you put a dollar into the policy, and now it's growing by a dollar and five cents. Year six, you put a dollar into the policy, now it's growing by a dollar and 10 cents. I mean, what is that return, right? There is that delayed gratification when you're walking into this concept, and sometimes people just don't have the mentality or mental space to hold that information, or they just don't want to wait. You know, actually, it kind of makes me think think, back back a while ago, you know, when my parents met, mom and dad met in St. Louis. And back then, dad was actually at a, uh, he was a manager at a grocery store called Save-A-Lots. And they got together. Mom was a very successful uh, worker in the corporate world. And dad had a passion that he wanted to go out and be a chiropractor and I think at the time I want to say he was maybe like 32 years old and so he turns to mom and he says well honey do you really think I should go and and pursue this chiropractic career you know if I go and do this by the time I'm done with it I'm gonna be like 36 38 years old and what mom turns around and says to him well Brent If you don't go and do this, you're still in a few years gonna be 36, 38 years old. So would you rather be 36 with a chiropractic degree that you could go out and start practicing on patients? Or do you wanna be 36 at a manager at Save-A-Lots doing the same thing that you're doing today? right? You have the power inside of you to really cultivate that lifestyle that you want to live and give to yourself and your family. So do it, y'all. I mean, you don't want to be sitting at 90 years old in your rocking chair down at the assisted living place thinking, oh crap, I wanted to be a chiropractor, but there's just no more time now. My time's about to run out. You don't want to have that type of conversation with yourself. So start today. Start where you're at, right now. Really write down those goals of where you want to be at in life and then start making the active action steps to go and accomplish those types of things that you want to do. However, that delayed gratification only means something for so long. I just have a firm belief that cost is only an issue in the absence of value. If you know that you could start a business and when you start that business, yeah, maybe in the first couple of years, you're not going to be breaking even quite yet because you're still in that startup phase of the business, but if you knew that when you started, start a business and you would be breaking even by year four and then every single year after that you would have higher and higher profits than the year before. I mean, how many of those businesses do you want in your lifetime? So, Cost is only an issue in the absence of value. And this is really where people gotta start changing the way that they're thinking about their money and the environment of where they're storing and warehousing their cash. I mean, it even got me to thinking, you know, I kind of was thinking about this because I was watching some YouTube videos from Nelson Nash, the the Nelson Nash Institute, and all these videos are out there. It's public information. And there was a talk that Nelson Nash was giving and he goes, hey, you know, what really is the definition of a bank? Can a bank be a commercial, a conventional bank? Can it be the bank down by the river, the river bank? Can it be a bank like when we're talking about aircrafts or automobiles and there's like a tilt to it? That's what they call a bank as well. Y'all, this stuff is just words. All a bank is when we are talking about monetary and the financial life, all a bank is, is that it's just a storage. It's just a warehouse, a pool of money of where we are keeping things. And so that bank and what we've just been conditionally taught is that the bank is the local bank. It's the Wells Fargo, the Bank of America, U.S. Bank. Oh my gosh, all all of this is just noise. It's just noise because we've never been taught how to really handle our money. You know, when you go down in go to like a merchandise store and don't they have like a bank of merchandise? Don't they have all of the clothes or the hats, the belts when you walk in? That's a bank. That's their bank of their merchandise. So a bank is just that pool of storage of the money. So don't you think that there's something fundamentally wrong about the banking industry of what we have? Ponder that question. Really ponder that because because why these bankers have this deposit or pool of money is because of us it's us us being the everyday average joe individuals who go and capitalize those other people's banks and why because we just never learned a different way right here's my hot take number two Somebody who shouldn't be practicing this concept is people who don't want to manage their own money. You know, maybe this is the type of person who just wants to float through life and want to be dependent on others this concept's not for you. This concept is about you being in total, complete ownership and control of the banking function in your life and where you're storing that money at. So if you are the type of person that you just wanna go down to the corner bank and you wanna find that financial advisor and the investment guy back there just working in his cubicle and you just want to hand over all of that money to them uh, because you think that they look really nice, they got their suit and tie on and they come into the office every single day and is there from eight to five. You know, if you're that type of person that you just wanna hand the money over and not do anything with it or manage your own money, this concept's not for you, right? I believe that we start to lose control when we give that control up to other people. You know, that banker is going to be the one making all the decisions. All right, maybe you want to open up a brokerage account and that account is going to be going in and investing into some stocks or options that you're purchasing. Well, the banker is going to be the one making all those trades for you. So if you're out there losing money because of markets or he made some bad trades for you, I mean, hey, that's what it is. That That's the deal that you're signing up with that financial advisor, the investment broker that you're working with. So if you do not want to be in total ultimate control, again, this concept's not for you. I agree, everybody has the ability to go and determine the story that they want to write for themselves in this lifetime. But again, if you just do not want to have that option or the responsibility to manage your own dollars, your hard-working dollars that you earned, I mean, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't be walking into this concept. I do believe that everybody does have the capability to take on that ownership, but you got to be disciplined and wanting to learn about this stuff more and more. And you got to have the mindset for it. Okay, I mean, if you're just a one-stop shop type of person and you don't want to even learn about money, again, this stuff ain't for you. You know, cause sometimes folks will have the personality and mindset that they don't want to or they're comfortable at where they're at. And you know what I think about that? I think that you've hit the arrival syndrome and you might as well just be dead. You know, whether it's your personal development, your spiritual development, your monetary development, you know, we all should be actively working on this stuff every single day. That's the gift of this life that we have here living on this planet at this time. So you should, you should be in control. And when you're not in control, that's when you start losing the control. You, get, you, start getting, you start losing it, you get ungrounded when you're not being disciplined and responsible. So do better, you know, don't forget about yourself, whether it's all areas of life. Remember that past episode where I went into the five circles and the whole goal is to keep all those five circles in balance? This is what I'm talking about. You should be actively working on this stuff every single day, you know? So that's kind of leads me into my hot take number three. I mean, policy owners, if you hold a policy, you should be responsible with your banking system. Pay yourself first pay yourself back and pay yourself back with interest. You know, it's kind of just like if you go out and you get a credit card and you are swiping, swiping, swiping away with that credit card and you have no intention to pay off the credit card bill. I mean, that's not going to be good for you. You're not being responsible and you're not being disciplined. But if I go out there on a monthly basis, I swipe my credit card and then I pay. that statement off each and every month I mean that credit card now is such a great asset to me because we can use the flying miles the cash back whatever it is that that credit card is giving us so if you don't have the integrity to play that honest banker with your life and you just want to steal the peas you don't want to pay yourself back and you want to be a thief to your banking system this concepts not for you because you Have the duty. You have the duty to play this very important role in your financial life, and you need to show up every single day and actively work towards it. Banking's a process, banking is not a product, it's not the whole life policy itself, and the banking function never goes away. If banking goes away, all other businesses fail. So why do you think Nelson Nash calls it the infinite banking concept? What does the B banking really mean? And we can't, we can't live without that banking in our life and when you go and you spend money for something, that money has to flow from a source. Doesn't matter where the source is stored at, the money has to flow through a source and when you go and you buy something, that money flows or if it doesn't, the transaction can never happen. So there's always gonna be this pool of something, this pool of money that's out there, and that banking is where the money flows from that source to go and make the transaction. So you have the tools, you got the tools and you got the power to be able to do this within your own system and not have to rely on others to make these financial decisions for you. You just gotta do it. You just gotta put in the work and the energy to do it for yourself. So if you don't, if you don't have this integrity, the discipline, the infinite banking concept is not gonna solve all of your money problems. Oh my gosh, I get so many people, I shouldn't say so many, but I get folks from time to time who will come up and we'll be chatting. And they just think that if they put money inside of a policy, that it's going to solve all of their money problems. No, the policy is just that first step. But then from there, how do I go and use this system, this pool of money to go and make these financial changes, financial transactions in life? So, I hope you can kind of see like a common denominator here. It's all about how you think. It's how you think and how you act. And how you think definitely affects the way that you behave. And the way that you behave can totally change your life. So start having those honest conversations with yourself. So y'all, we all have access to the same financial tools, do we not? everybody's got access to the same financial tools. It's just how other folks, the elite and the wealthy individuals are using these tools that are different than what the masses and the majority are even taught or even thinking about. And so that's why, I mean, over here at the Money Multiplier, this is why we put so much energy, time, resources into the implementation team, the ongoing boot camps, the live webinars that we do every single week, the masterminds that I hold every single year, the live in-person masterminds. You know, the American public, we really need to know and understand this knowledge or we're not gonna go anywhere because you can only lead the horse to water, you can't make it drink. So we all have this power to harvest and really cultivate a lifelong generational change for the positive but it all starts around the family table does it not all right and i and i wanted to film this during the holiday season because we're sitting here in december of 2023 and i know it's going to be family time y'all are traveling and uh, christmas is coming up maybe family's coming to your home you're going elsewhere um and, and I just challenge you, I think it's important to get on the same page with your family and where you want to see the generational wealth and mindset of the family grow to, because if you don't, you're just going to be a lone ranger kind of out there doing your own thing, which is totally fine, totally okay. I mean, even myself, you know, I got one side of my family that they do this. They love the infinite banking concept, and I got my other side of the family where they, they want no participation in this. They're just spenders. They like the instant gratification. You know, they're the type of person that when Apple drops a new iPhone, they're the first ones in line to go pick it up. But there's literally nothing different than the iPhone before that, right? So I, I just challenge you. I want you to really talk about this at the family tables and really stop making money such a taboo subject. And reach out to me okay y'all i mean if you're having these discussions with your family there's some naysayers out there write down what they're saying i want to address this stuff i will be filming every single week new and new content so write into me with your questions your concerns of what's going on so with that being said you know Everybody does. Y'all all have the power inside of you to implement changes. And I just encourage you, research this stuff. Go out there, read Nelson Nash's book. Um, I'll even send you a copy of our ebook, Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. Or if you want the hard copy, I mean, I ship it to y'all. I think I charge like $3 for the shipping cost of it. And um, write into to me, okay? So my email is Hannah, at themoneymultiplier.com, you can send me your questions, we can chat on the phone, and um, we'll just kind of take it from there. I want to be here, I want to help y'all because I'm telling you, it's just been such a game changer in my life. If you were to tell me at sitting here at 24 years old, I got a brand new Bronco 2023, the limited heritage edition. And I just signed off on a $950,000 condo, paying all of this in cash. Oh my gosh, I would think that y'all are freaking wild. (laughs) So I wanna be here, I wanna help you succeed. And you know, I work 80 hours a week so that I can teach other people how they don't have to work 40 hours a week. So thanks for tuning into this episode today. And as always, hit that subscribe button. You can always get notified when a new episode launches. And uh, rate the show. I want your feedback. Give us five stars. If you're going to give us any lower than five stars, please don't rate it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm always here. And thank you for tuning in today. I'll catch y'all next week. Bye now.